When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is book 59. And it is... In love again. Oh my God. They're in love again. Everything's great. Or is it? Oh my God. Is there trouble in paradise? Surely not. As another more entertaining book was called. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that was murder in paradise. It was murder in paradise, yeah. Well, I mean, there's almost murder in this. If Courtney Cade had her way. My God. Top notch soap opera villainess action from her. Oh my God. If you thought she was a soap villain in the last one, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) She outdoes herself. It's amazing. She is on a roll. So (laughs) let's get uh, started with some taglines and blurbs. Um, Karen, can you give us the cover tagline? I can. Todd's back and Elizabeth's got him. That is one tagline I always remember. Oh, really? So, of course, this was the book you had like an odyssey to go find it or something, was no, it? Or was it the one before? It was the one before, you see. So I like ah. she was back. He was back and Elizabeth had him, but I didn't see the transfer power. The, <laughs> the handover. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, so the back cover line is now, by the way, I don't have this in front of me, so I'm trying to remember it from what Karen just told me, but it is reunited. Or is it reunion? It was reunion. <laughs> oh my God, this is the first time I've got, any of us have got it wrong. Okay, I'll say it again. It is reunion. Well done. You had one word to remember. I know, and I didn't get it. Hooray <laughs> for me. It was basically the same thing, it's fine. I mean, sentiment is the same. Um, exactly. Well, can you give us the full blurb? I sure can, Okay. Todd Wilkins and Elizabeth Wakefield are back together. After living, after living in Vermont for several months, the Wilkins family has returned to Sweet Valley. And again, several months, it's like, this feels like about two years has passed. But I mean, okay. it really does. It's, time has yeah. no meaning in Sweet Valley or in 2020. So I guess we can kind of well, relate. We can, we can, for once, we can no. relate. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. It really is. Uh, so now, uh, now, it's just like old times between Elizabeth and Todd, only better. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguable. Very in arguable. fact, they've never been so much in love. Um, like, 
This is one big lie, basically. Yeah, it really so, is. <laughs> but before long, Elizabeth notices that Todd is different now. His family has a lot more money. Ooh. Todd lives in a mansion, Ooh. attends an elite private school, <gasps> and drives an expensive car. Mm-hmm. He even has a whole new set of friends, and some of them don't like Elizabeth. What? I know, can you imagine? Because I sure can't. No. <laughs> can Todd and Elizabeth's love survive the changes in Todd's life? I mean, for once, the answer is yes. But in this case, you I mean, we all knew it would. Spoiler alert. I mean, there was only ever, yeah, of course it was going to work out. Yeah. yeah. There's, I mean, not a huge amount of tension. But by the way, his new friend, I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of new friends. And like, yeah, not so much. The person that they are talking about in that blurb, spoiler alert, it's Courtney Kane, is not his friend at all. No, like emphatically not his friend, especially not after the last book. Like, Well, if the blurb is disappointing, I think we can agree that the cover is not. <laughs> can, <laughs> can you please describe this? Oh. I don't even know how to describe it myself. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Well, look, it's Todd and Liz and they're both like just like smiling at the viewer and they're both really happy looking. It's it's actually quite cute, I think. <laughs> they are, in fact, in love again. Well, there you go. It does what it says on the book cover. <laughs> yeah, true. True, it does. I mean, how can I how can I how can I object to that? Uh, can you, though, please uh, describe it in more detail so we can get a visual <laughs> picture of their... I mean, they're ensembles, they're, mm. they're vibe. They actually do well, look genuinely happy. I'll give them that. No, they do. They do. It's actually quite a nice, it's like a nice, like a nice portrait. Yeah. Um, but again, like not 16. Oh. They, these are, these two are a couple celebrating their fifth wedding anniversary. <laughs> like they're, <laughs> they're really this is a pair of 32 year olds if ever I saw them. Do you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, yes, but they do look very happy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Liz is wearing, um, I mean, it's silk. Let's let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> it is silk. It almost looks like a little silk sort of, I don't know, um, is it quite lingerie? It's so kind of sexy looking for Liz, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's peach. It's, well, it's peach, which goes with their peaches and cream complexions. She pops in peach like Rahavia. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, yeah, so it's yeah, definitely peach. It's got li- these like teeny little like spaghetti straps. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like it's quite nice. It's quite eighties, but you know, fits the fits the bill. It does. Um, she's got her barrettes in her hair. Do you know what? Now that I'm looking, I don't see a lavalier. <gasps> oh my God! Well, what maybe mission. She's. I was going to say maybe she swapped it for the locket, but obviously she doesn't mm. have the locket either. Oh my God. Where are they? Where's her jewellery? <laughs> Something's not right here. <laughs> well, maybe she's just, uh, maybe it is meant to be in lingerie. Maybe this is her and Todd after a steamy oh encounter. <laughs> oh, the lingerie got, <laughs> no, the Lavalier air, Lavalier, got flung to the side. <laughs> in the throes of fashion. <laughs> but the barrettes stay on. Stay, they always stay in place. <laughs> and what about Todd's ensemble? Well, Todd is wearing, again, one of these kind of like baggy-ish shirts. Uh, he's got his sleeves rolled up. Um, to be honest, when I kind of looked at him, I thought it was Stephen at a glance. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but no, it is Todd. And I actually went back and checked the older covers. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure this is the same guy. He's got a fine Todd head of well. hair on him. He does. And it's quite, it's that kind of, 
not, would you call it a bouffant? It's like, it's, it's got some volume to it. It certainly does. <laughs> um, well. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, it's kind of they're 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 in love and they're looking cute and extremely eighties, very much so. And they're back against the sort of school photo backdrop again. We had some, act- yes. you know, so there was a period a few books ago where we had uh, some actual scenery, which I always appreciate. Yes, we love a bit of extra detail, mm. but yeah, we're back to the uh, the kind of bland backgrounds, yeah. but that's okay. I mean, they they both look radiant. They do, and uh, sadly, their their happiness won't be, you know. Won't be as straightforward as the cover might, their their vibe on the cover might indicate. Very true, actually. Because we begin in the book, in the cafeteria, with Lila, who we're always delighted to see. Always. (laughs) And she's shocked by the Todd and Elizabeth news. You know, they're back together. Um, Though she shouldn't be, considering that, you know, after they had their little reunion at Zeka Lake, they went back to the party. So surely, you know, how would it take until school that's the, true, actually. Yeah. And also, huh. why would Jess not have like been on the blower to Lila straight away? <laughs> yeah. Although, is this like just the day after or like the, the Monday back at school after the party, I wonder? It like, is. I can't imagine too much time has elapsed no, between but the last book and this. I guess if the party was on a Saturday, or maybe the party was on a Sunday night, but I would guess if the party was on Saturday, that's a whole day yeah. of phone time that you think Jess has been <laughs> like enjoying. Actually, between, but, true, between Jessica and uh, Caroline Pierce, like that news would have been taken care of. <laughs> Indeed, because like Amy and Cara and uh, Lila are all, you know, eager for gossip from from Jessica. And Jessica raises when I when regarded her friends. Haven't you guys heard enough? She demanded. No! The three girls <laughs> screamed in unison. I was about to say, Jesus, calm down. Literally like demented levels of energy here, lads. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Sunny <Sorry>. Elizabeth. <laughs> well, I know. And uh, of course, Jessica is lapping it up and uh, told secretly she was enjoying the attention. I mean, it's not that secret. There was nothing. I mean, <laughs> this is an established fact about her. As you say, nothing secret about it whatsoever. Indeed. Well, we're told, uh, I mean, not that we didn't know already, there was nothing Jessica liked better than being in the middle of the action. And right now, she was more than, than in the middle of it. She was its twin. I mean, I'm, that, that's not more than in the middle of it. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess she's so, she is such a... Uh, uh, an attention whore that she would just like it's all you know food for her in her True. energy vampire style way <laughs> in her Colin Robinson ways oh she I mean she is the glamorous Colin Robinson <laughs> Um, but the others are surprised that Liz Jeff, uh, ditched Jeffrey so quickly. But um, Jessica claims she always knew that Jeffrey didn't stand a chance. <laughs> and <it's> harsh. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> there's a lot of poor, uh, poor Jeffrey. There's a lot of, I, I say again, as we said a lot <laughs> in the last one, but there's quite a lot of sick birds on for world. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, Jeffrey, he doesn't deserve all the hassle he's getting in this one, yeah. Well, we're told that the entire school has been, quote, following Elizabeth's love li- Wakefield's love life with fascination. Because they're just, I mean, really, they have nothing better to do. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, it's a ridiculous thing when you see it written down like that. <laughs> but it's also just, it, it, it's true. Like, I mean, and has been true the whole time. <laughs> Good point. Uh, well, we're also, we get, I mean, there's there's a weird mixture in this book of some excellent continuity and one very glaring non 
continuity thing because uh, we're reminded that uh, Lila Fowler never forgot a grudge and the fact that she herself had made a play for Jeffrey when he first moved to town hadn't exactly endeared her to either Elizabeth or Jeffrey. Um, and uh, Amy thinks that Liz chose Todd because he's quote much cuter, cuter than Jeffrey <laughs> but somehow this enrages the usually extremely shallow Jess who gives Amy a dirty look and says Liz didn't go back to Todd because she thinks she's cute she thinks she's cuter Aim but she, <laughs> what? she's the shallowest person of all why does she have a problem with someone saying that someone went back to someone for their hunkiness that's it and like literally in the next breath because she says you know they're really in love like how dare you and then like literally the next breath she's like besides now he's practically a millionaire <laughs> it's like well pick a side bitch <laughs> <laughs> well we get a reminder that uh of todd's millionaire status as you say and amy um says that you know no one really sees the t- the the new lovebirds together because todd is off in love it and says mm. i guess he doesn't think sweet value's good enough for him anymore and now his dad's a hot shot corporate president uh president and Lila says she thinks it's only natural that Todd's parents wanted to go there and Amy says so how come you don't go to love it Lila <laughs> and, and Lila has an amazing answer oh my god it's so good <laughs> can you share it with us oh god she just shrugs because like she's the coolest and she's like daddy thinks it's important for me to learn about the real world <laughs> <laughs> and what better place to do that than in Sweet Valley <laughs> Ah, yeah. So when you think real world, yeah. you think Sweet Valley, let's face it. I know, I do. <laughs> um, though, of course, even by Sweet Valley standards, Lila lives a high life. And uh, like Amy uh, points out that Lila doesn't, isn't exactly someone who went out of her way to meet people from different backgrounds. True. <laughs> Very true. So Jessica thinks that uh, she herself may have learned too much about the real world lately because uh, she's got a little plan. Yeah, and... I mean, look, we know she's a horn dog. Yes. So like, and generally that is her motivation for stuff. Mm. So <laughs> the kind of notion she's after taking on now for this book is that she thinks she wants to go to Love It Academy. Like basically because of all the hot rich lads there. Yeah. But like, it's so much effort to go through like <laughs> just for what? <laughs> to dry hump some rich lad in behind the tennis courts? Like, would you be arsed? Seriously, or, or with the yosh? I mean, or, well, there you go. <laughs> well, she, she starts saying it would be good for her to go there and learn Russian and Chinese, not just boring old French and Spanish. And Lila goes, "Good reason to go, Jess." Lila said sarcastically, especially since you're such a world traveler. <laughs> I just love when Lila just gives digs at Jess. Uh, and by the way, we're told that uh, Jessica doesn't want to admit to her friends. That she feels, quote, out of the limelight since Todd went back. So I guess she thinks she'll have more chance to shine at the school that's allegedly full of hot millionaires. Like, it's, her attention seeking is not logical. It's so weird. It's like she wants attention from the people she's in school with and she's going to achieve that by going to a different school and not being around them anymore. It's like, just think it through for like five minutes, Jessica. I mean, she thinks a lot about it, but not in a sort of logical or sensible way Mm, at all. No. And uh, we're told also that she's not used to having her twin's life be more exciting than her own. Uh, But lately, Jessica felt that things had seemed just a tiny bit stale at Sweet Valley. Uh, she or at Sweet Valley High, she wanted mm. intrigue, and she was prepared to do whatever was necessary to get it. 
I mean, that doesn't really go anywhere. It sounds very dramatic, but like, she spends most of this book planning for an entrance exam. Yeah, she does a lot of studying and it's like, well, this isn't that interesting. No. Well, she goes on about all the hot men and reminded of Sheffield, who was apparently like a source of great embarrassment to her because he turned out to be a decent human being. (laughs) He cared about things other than yachts and like traveling around the world. So like, how dare he? (laughs) Well, Lila reminds Jess about the um, entrance exam to get into Lovett, which is apparently really, really uh, tough. But Jessica Mm. doesn't care uh, because she's a woman obsessed. (laughs) <laughs> and she decides she's going to check up on Liz solely so she could go on about love it and maybe find some info via Todd. And poor Liz is trying to talk about the, uh, you know, the issues that have come up trying to juggle her and Todd's schedule with Enid when um, Jessica just plugs herself down and starts stealing Liz's cookies right off her plate. So rude. Oh my God. <laughs> so rude. And Liz just sort of smiles <laughs> fondly at her. How, like... Sitting down beside someone and stealing the biscuits off their plate. Are you having a laugh? Get away from me. <laughs> oh my God. What this is the thing is Liz enables her again. Um, yeah, true. And Jessica starts asking more about Love It. And Liz tries to tell her, like, you would hate it there. Uh, they get way more homework and they're really snobby. And yeah. Edith points out that they've got a really strict dress code there and says that they basically only have like um they don't let you wear mini skirts. And Jess says they didn't look that formal that the way the day we visited, but it turns out that they just have casual Fridays and the rest of the time they dress very conservatively. Though when we visited Lovett in the last book, was Courtney not wearing a skin tight suede mini dress in the middle of the day? Yes, she was. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like it, I mean, are we supposed to and I don't think that was a Friday either, was it? No. And even if it was, like uh, yeah. that's quite Full on for a casual Friday. <laughs> <laughs> they were also at like a party in the afternoon. So, like, oh my God, I know. None of, like, none of that tees up with what an actual private school seems like from this book. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, in this book, we keep being told how it's like super strict and they're all like mm. learning Russian and there's, you know, and Chinese. Yeah. So, I don't know how the uh, full on ragers in the middle of the day fit in. Well, with all that. <laughs> how they pull that off, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, cut, we cut to late after, later that afternoon and Liz is in English class, but she can't keep her mind on the poem that is being discussed by, and I'll have to just say it quite sadly now because he doesn't make Aww. an appearance, by Mr. Collins. Oh, so mournful. <laughs> this is two books in a row. We're back to the bad old days. Yeah, I know. It's not good enough. Well, you know things are serious when Liz can't pay attention to the words of Mr. Mr. Collins talking about poetry, but all she can think about is Todd. Oh my God. She's she's in a daze. And she is. Yeah. They kind of recap the whole thing as well, don't they, about her and Jeffrey and like how hard it was for her to hurt Jeffrey and all the rest. So it's kind of just catching us up, I guess, on everything as well. Yes, we're also told that it wasn't as though Elizabeth had known from the start that her relationship with Jeffrey would fall apart just because Todd was coming back. It She fucking did. Yeah, we all knew that was happening. <laughs> Come on, Liz, don't you lie. <laughs> we recapped that entire last book and it was obvious that Jeffrey's days were numbered. From it was so clear, moment. yeah. We got that <laughs> Uh, we are reminded of how noble uh, Jeffrey was in the last book, which he was, and mm. they did actually have a conversation afterwards. 
because it kind of was implied that like, well, Jeffrey's taken himself out of the picture and it's time for me and Todd to shine. But yeah, yeah, it was very much like, there goes Jeffrey, never to be seen again. But they did actually have some kind of a wrap up meeting, I guess, afterwards. A a cheerful (laughs) meeting. Um, By the way, the shallowness again comes out because Liz has to admit to herself that Todd sometimes seems like someone other than the boy she used to date. And it's basically just because he has all these riches. Mm. Um, so she's still in uh, in a daze uh, as they leave the classroom and uh, in an extremely sick burn on poor old Jeffrey we're told that it would t- quote take some time before she got used to being madly in love again so harsh oh my oh. god it's like so, so Jeffrey was just for killing time with is it like so mean apparently he was <laughs> like really come on yeah, Jeffrey wasn't a placeholder, like, because they kept saying how, like, they were the happiest couple in Sweet Valley High, and they kept, like, telling us all this, and now it's like, fuck Jeffrey, she never really liked him anyway. Literally so the blurb of the last book. I mean, mm. come on. So, yeah. mm, I don't know. Uh, so, yes, uh, she's she's just madly in love. And after school, Jessica asks her for a lift to the library where she's doing more research on love it. Um, because of her plan to go there. And when she she mentions, you know, Todd being there, Jessica's or Liz is like, look, I'm not sure it's the right place for him. He's too down to earth and everybody there is, you know, an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> Jessica thinks, oh, you're, you're just saying that because you want to back Sweet Valley High. True. And uh, she asks Liz if it's really as wonderful with Todd as it looks, and then says the very words that we have said multiple times in this episode and said a lot last time poor Jeffrey no apparently <laughs> he's moping around the place and looked so sad that uh, Jess wondered that uh, or says that she didn't think he'd have the strength to pick up his books fucking hell so yeah poor Jeffrey's literally just like I don't know <laughs> like yeah literally moping around all day long in class and it sounds really sad but as well like Liz is kind of like He'll be all right. And it's what is it? The truth was Jeffrey's undisguised sadness was the only shadow crossing Elizabeth's happiness. And uncharacteristically, she was trying to ignore it. <laughs> so mean. Can you imagine what it'd be like for poor Jeffrey, where literally the entire school are losing their shit because Liz and Todd are back together, and you're like, I just sacrificed myself for them, but I'm really sad I've lost my girlfriend. Oh my god! Like and yeah. poor. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, poor Jeffrey should have been the tagline for this book and the last one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, I like him a lot more now than I did. Well, he's been big time. I've really come around to Jeffrey since the last book. Like, all along, I was like, "Eh, whatever, Jeffrey, don't care. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, poor Jeffrey. Well, there's also a a ridiculous bit where Jessica wonders if he'll do something drastic. And Liz says, of course he won't. He's way too sensible and he's too nice and too good looking to be alone for long. He'll probably forget about me before you know it. Because remember, kids, if you're single, it's because you're not nice or good looking enough. (laughs) Jesus. If you were, you wouldn't be alone either. Oh, wow. And... uh, yeah, uh, Jess is like, oh yeah, whatever, you did the right thing because Jeffy's a bit bland and Todd is fantastic. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> she's so fickle about this. Um, so Liz is like, okay, here's the library, go away. And Jess, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Jess prances off. 
So that night at the Casatel Wakefield, the Wakefield are having a big barbecue dinner and uh, Ned praises Alice for making such an amazing feast after a long day. It's like, you clearly didn't lift a hand, Ned. <laughs> Fucking Ned, where were you? <laughs> yeah. Well, she says she had some daughterly help and Elizabeth, because she never learns, waited for Jessica to admit that she hadn't helped with dinner one bit. But Jessica didn't volunteer that information. She simply beamed while Mr. Rakefield praised the girls. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, did you really think she'd do anything else, Liz? Well, come on. Like, yeah, we know, we know what she's like and you should know what she's like. <laughs> Well, Jessica declares that speaking of uh, doing lots of hard work, she's been giving a great deal of thought lately to the kind of education she's receiving at Sweet Valley High. (laughs) By the way, Ned is clearly aware of how little work they do in that place because he says, oh, do you mean the new cheers you're learning at cheerleading practice or the new handshake at the sorority? So good. (laughs) Fucking get her, Ned. (laughs) I mean, I'd also get the school because they will drop lessons, you know, for the slightest excuse. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Jessica says a young mind needs an opportunity to expand its intellectual horizons and uh, declares that she's the kind of student who needs a private school. Oh, God. Spare me. Yeah. Yeah, like Alice is eventually like, look, what are you trying to say here, Jessica? <laughs> like, just yeah. fucking spit it out, basically. <laughs> well, um, she's, uh, Ned is, uh, Ned tells her, apparently they had always had the option of going to private school. Hmm. And, uh, Je- uh, but that apparently it was Jessica who said there was more than, to education than just books. And she loved her friends and cheerleading and all that. Um, but she says she's more mature now. And that if she went to love it, think how refined I'd get. Hanging out with those kids from the country club, learning how to speak Russian and play polo. Fucking polo. So funny. Oh my God, this school is ridiculous. That was cartoonish. (laughs) Well, she shows Ned what research she's done so far. And Ned, because apparently they are rolling in cash. Uh, Tells her, okay, find out exactly what the admission would involve and uh, we'll look into it. And Jess is sure that soon she'll be starting a glamorous new life. Yeah, it's so funny because he like he makes one comment about expensive tuition bills, but then it's kind of in passing. And I really expected there to be like, a, well, you know, it's very expensive and them trying to talk her out of it or something. But like, yeah, because private school is super expensive. So like, what's the story? This place is clearly like as much as more than college, practically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do, I do, ser- seriously, being a uh, a lawyer and an interior designer clearly is uh, more lucrative than one might think in a small town. Those Spanish tiles for kitchens must be just flying off the shelves like for Alice. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of uh, glamorous dwellings, Liz arrives at Todd's new mansion and she's dazzled by its splendour. Yeah, like again, like all the mansions in uh, in Sweet Valley, it sounds like like a house in Cluedo or something. It's so funny. Like there's just too many rooms. Like, and it's, quite it's ridiculous. Gaudy. It's all like marble floors and mm. you know gilt. I imagine it looking like those awful photos of uh, a certain American president uh, in like, <laughs> gold sitting room with you know just stuffed tigers and things. Um, so she's feeling a bit weird about this, like wondering, could she fit in with this glamorous new world? But when Todd opens the door, she forgets all her misgivings because he's just so hot. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's it. He just smiles and handsomes all the problems away. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is her sister's sister. You know, horny as fuck's <laughs> <laughs> and she actually says oh look I've got some work to do for the oracle tonight so you know because they always used to do their homework together in, in fairness that is true actually yeah but Todd is horrified because he's got other plans that's right so uh, yeah his plan was that they would watch a movie that his dad videotaped last night in the screening room oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and Liz's like okay uh, work and wait um, so they keep declaring their love for their conversations are so tedious until they start fighting then it actually gets more interesting but Todd's like I would spend every minute together with you and he suggests a trip to Seca Lake but uh, Liz has a prior engagement yeah so after school the following afternoon she's meant to be in the Oracle office because Penny wants to talk to everyone about some issues with the paper or something so it's kind of an important yeah. like staff meeting for the Oracle yeah yeah like it's a special meeting as you say it's mm. not just a you know weekly. a routine one of that yeah. yeah and Todd's like don't tell me I'll have to wait till tomorrow night I can't stand this <laughs> and it's like oh, okay I'll leave the meeting early hmm Ooh. And, uh, we know it's not like Liz to duck out on her responsibilities like this. Certainly is not. But <laughs> when she arrives at the meeting, it's uh, she knows she's going to have to just basically leave in half an hour. But she's forgot. She had forgotten out of sight, out of mind, who <laughs> is going to be there. Poor old Jeffrey is dragging himself to the <laughs> meeting. The man is books and his sad little face. Oh, poor Jeffrey. It's like she forgot that he does photography for the paper. So when he turns up, she's like, oh shit. <laughs> Literally out of sight, out of mind. Fuck so like. bad. And then Olivia arrives and says to Liz, poor Liz, because apparently she really got pounded on today in math class. Because she didn't do her homework. Jeffrey. Yeah. Oh, and I suppose this was the homework or some of the homework that she was supposed to have done the previous night yes. when she called over to Todd. But then she just never did. Like, that doesn't seem like her either. No. Well, Jeffrey is surprised because he knows this is out of character. And Liz realises that she's been spending so much time with Todd in just in the course of like a week, less than a week, I guess. Her studies mm. are already suffering. And she wonders if Jeffrey was thinking, you weren't like this when you and I were going out. <laughs> but he is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So again, Mr. Collins speaks from off stage because Penny announces that he's made a list of problems he's noticed with the paper. Right. <laughs> I thought he was what you're doing wrong. I thought he was going to turn up, but he—I know, me too. Because he's usually at these kind of like group meetings, you know, to kind of if it's a big I, deal I know, with like, the paper, yeah, it, yeah, he would be. Uh, my notes just say it all caps. Where is he? <laughs> Why are you withholding him? <laughs> Um, and we're told Rod Sullivan, bit of continuity there, has been giving some uh, suggestions. Then Penny drops a bombshell for Liz. Oh my God. It's, yes. Like, I was not expecting this now, I have to say. No, me neither. Don't tell all. Yeah, because they're, yeah, they're running through the kind of suggestions that have come up and what's doing well and what isn't. Uh, and Penny suggests, like, adding an advice column and everyone agrees it's a good idea. And then <gasps> Penny's like, it was time to talk about the eyes and ears column, the gossip page Elizabeth had written and edited for a long time. I'm not sure, Penny said, <gasps> but I think it may be time to scrap eyes and ears and try something new. Something that, new. What? I mean... <laughs> About time, but still. 
That is Elizabeth's terrible gossip column. How dare you? Ken M has been spending time with Jessica W. W. Like, who could possibly be? Her blind items are amazing. <laughs> well, she's in such a fog of Todd horniness that she's basically like, uh, yeah, Grant, well, I have to go now. Can I give you some ideas for a new column tomorrow? And Penny oh. is not impressed. Penny's not impressed at all. Like she says fine, but I was like, but the look on her face said it wasn't fine at all. And she's like disappointed in Elizabeth. It's like, fucking hell, all right, lads. And Jeffrey looks disapproving as well he might, in fairness. I would yeah. I really can't blame him. Um, <laughs> so we cut to the school library where Amy reminds Jessica they're meant to be working on some cheers, but Jessica is just looking at the Lovish catalogue. Because she's oh, God. obsessed. <laughs> Uh, she really is like uh, Amy says she's heard the entrance exam is pretty tough but Jessica claims they probably just want to know who your favourite polo player is and when you're planning your next trip to Europe uh, <laughs> I don't even know I mean <laughs> what uh, I mean even by the uh, local standards of education that's pretty uh, te- pretty pretty unimpressive but uh, <laughs> Amy points out that those kids are really stuck up and you know they must be bad if Lila says they are yeah and like for once you know you hate to see it but Amy's right I know <laughs> actually Amy is right for about uh, Jessica pretty much throughout um, so she said Amy says she's going to get Maria to work on the cheer with her because Jessica doesn't seem to care about Sweet Valley High anymore and Jessica literally sticks out her tongue at her and thinks small minded <laughs> people like Amy Sutton were exactly what she needed to get away from this is so weird like I mean it's just it's going to be so much studying and work and they keep telling her all this and she's like but the hot guys it's like it's truly not worth it Jessica <laughs> really really isn't oh my um, god so uh, we cut to the lovebirds Todd and Liz and all her stress melts away but he greets her with a hi gorgeous <laughs> yeah I think she was feeling kind of guilty about ducking out on the meeting like she did but uh but yeah like every time she sees Todd it's like oh everything's fine and it's all going to be grand like they keep kind of just forgetting about their problems instead of actually sorting anything out yes really. <laughs> and we're told that they need to see each other all the time to re-establish their relationship and then Todd describes a typical day at Lovett says we had junior seminars first thing this morning whatever the hell that is and then a mm-hmm. special interdisciplinary course at ancient Greece and then <laughs> oh, God. he says because uh, it's about to show how glamorous they are. Mm-hmm. Today, Tim Sollers told us that he's been invited to dinner at Michael Jackson's house. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I didn't know if we were just going to like skip over this. Yeah. <laughs> just like you kind of have to mention it though when oh. it comes up. Oh, oh God. And like the vibe here is that it's just a bunch of kids name dropping because they're all so fancy and famous and what have you, or, you know, hang yes. out with famous people. But it's just like, oh, oh. lads of all the names. I Come know. on. <laughs> I know it's like, where are we? We're like 86 possibly yeah. at this point, 1989. Like we're. Yeah, Ooh, I know. And, uh, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, some of the references date, you know, dated in a music way, and some of them yeah. dated an ow way. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's where we're. It's basically that is meant to be, as you say, just an example of them all. Like they start competing, the, dropping the names. glamour of it all. Yeah, they also yeah. had like bunch of pricks. Like oh, absolutely, yeah. Like literally, Sheffield is the only sound one there. He really yeah. is. He deserves mm. better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he Todd admits that he misses Sweet Valley High, but uh, says he he believes it's really important to his dad that he stays there, where his colleagues' kids are. Like, what the fuck? 
By the way, like, this Veritronics is a cult. That's that's the only explanation. It's <laughs> fucking nonsense. Like, seriously, this is not a computer company at all. It's some kind of weird cult. It really is, because we're told that every time we go somewhere, like to something at the Sweet Valley Country Club, everyone talks about love it. Like, what? They spend all the time talking about their kids, like, secondary school. It's so weird. And there was a mention earlier about, like, the parties that his dad has to go to where Todd is expected to go as well. And I was like, yeah. why? Like, why would you be expected to go to your dad's company thing like come on and actually Liz does not think it's true that uh, as Todd claims his dad would be really upset if he asked to go back Mm. to his old school and uh, they but anyway they change the subject and they when they get to the lake they get it all lovey-dovey in a very annoying way and then when they're lying on a blanket Todd says you make me feel so good, Elizabeth Wakefield. Do you have any idea how good? And that's exactly the sort of thing they say in YA books from the 80s of a different kind where they're basically going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought, oh my God, are they going to sort of imply that Todd has become so worldly wise that he... <gasps> he is a changed man. <laughs> he left his virginity back in Vermont. <laughs> well, I mean, by Sweet Valley standards, virginity would be under the clothes, top half. <laughs> nothing below the waist it's never gotten as racy as it did back in those early days when Bruce like oh, undid Jessica's bikini, bikini top. top that was as saucy as it got wasn't it you got the B word that was yeah. as uh, uh, as as risque as they get into about <laughs> needs more writing <laughs> already um, by the way we, Todd reveals that he has been missing his uh, basketball practice just as Liz has been you know skiving off things but he says it's worth it to be with her and for a moment Liz is a bit troubled by the fact that both of them are clearly like fucking up other aspects of their lives for this Yeah, she forgets it when they kiss <laughs> they keep doing that it's really annoying <laughs> I know I mean they're actually very easily distracted but uh, really are, yeah. again she is her sister's sister we cut to Friday and we're told that after a hectic week of, you know, basically uh, dry humping Todd around, <laughs> around the lakes of Soon Valley, Liz <laughs> is called in by Penny, or by Penny and she's not happy. Oh, um, no, what was it? She forgot. Oh, that was it. Uh, she's like, did you forget to proofread your column this uh, week? Oh. Because it went to the printer with four typos in it. What? <laughs> Oh my God. And Liz is horrified. And Penny is like, look, do you have time to do this col- uh, any column from now on? Because yeah. it looks like you don't. And Liz is like, no, no, seriously, <laughs> I do, I do. And she's really serious when she apologises and says it won't happen again. Yeah. And uh, Penny is chill about it, but Liz still feels bad. And when she meets Todd, it, it turns out that uh, he's been having a kind of similar day. Yeah, so he got in trouble with his coach because he's after missing like three basketball practices. Mm-hmm. Although I think the first time was a mistake. Uh, and then the other two times was just him kind of bailing out on it to go see Liz, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're both they're both fucking up, as you say, and like breaking commitments they've made to other things yes. uh, in order to just dry hump around the lakes, as yeah. you say. Yeah. But uh, they, so they, they agree that, okay, they've got to start meeting their school commitments. Um, but that means they're going to see less of each other, obviously. By the way, poor old Enid. Like, this is what I thought as well. I actually wrote down, Enid seems to manage this with Hugh, like, without any of this fucking drama. And can they just get a grip? Like, seriously. <laughs> also, like, Enid basically has lost her best friend who is just Todd-obsessed. So That too, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Enid doesn't seem to have even been asked, how do you manage it? 
No, like they, they never mention you when it's like Ina's in the exact same situation, like, and it's just like, whatever, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, but uh, it turns out that they've been, um, when they, when their, their meetup has been observed by a girl called Dominique Roy and her best <laughs> friend, our old pal, Courtney Kane. That bitch, that magnificent bitch. <laughs> oh, she is on fire. Turns out <laughs> she can't even bear to hear Todd's name mentioned after what happened in the last book, which you might recall ended up with her basically dragging him off into a gazebo with uh, <laughs> without success. Yes. And we're told that Courtney wasn't the type to pretend to be modest. She was used to the best, the best school, the best clothes, and the most exclusive clubs, resorts, and vacations. And we get a recap of all her scheming. We're told Dominique is too scared to disagree with her, and she always gets her own way. Like, she's... Yeah, it's so weird, because they say, yeah, like they they say, yeah, Dominique wasn't used to agreeing with, or to disagreeing with anything Courtney said. No one at Lovett Academy was. So it's like, she's just like ruling Lovett with like an iron fist or something. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) Well, I mean, you remember her panto villain style in the last book, and now she says, just put it this way, Dominique, Todd Wilkins is enemy number one on my list. She grished her teeth, and Elizabeth (laughs) Wakefield is a close second. I can't wait to figure out some way to get revenge on them both. Amazing. <laughs> he is pure soap villain. But so good. Uh, that night in the Kane mansion, uh, Courtney's parents are talking about the television station that Mr. Kane owns. Uh, what happened to Barry Treddicks? The whole last book was like he was Todd's dad's like superior and that's why their kids had to date like in a sort of oh my God. 18th century yeah. monarchy. Like, yeah, the television station that Mr. Kane owned. You're right. And the whole thing was that her dad worked for the company too. He was like the CEO and her dad was the, or Todd's dad is the chairman or something? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, they had wow. to, uh, that was why they, they absolutely to... just booted all that into the bin. Like <laughs> only one book ago. Come on, lads. Oh my God. That's so funny that they've got continuity for stuff that happened about 12 books ago and then something that literally just happened. It's like, no, no, now he owns a television station. No further questions. <laughs> Well, it turns out that their new PR director has got an idea for the station that is uh, they're going to sponsor a Battle of the Schools sponsored by a tennis shoe company called Kids, which are clearly basically Keds. Uh, oh, yeah. In real life. Yep. Didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just guessing that was like, oh, we can we can we say Keds? Uh, probably not. Um, so Kid it is. <laughs> kid with two Ds. So it turns out that 10 schools in the area will compete and there's going to be some athletic, some, you know, kind of not quite academic, but like a quiz. And Mm. uh, then the top two schools will go to the final um, of facing each other. Courtney is, of course, sure that Lovett will win. But Mr. Kane says, look, there's other good schools around here like Big Mesa and especially Sweet Valley High. And then Courtney says something (laughs) that we did WhatsApp each other about this. We were reading it because we were so shocked. Karen, can you can you bring yourself to quote Courtney's words? Oh, the neck of this bitch! I swear to God. Um, yeah. So yeah, because as her, her dad says, you know, there could be some stiff competition from Sweet Valley High. You know how they ranked very high in the state last fall. I hate Sweet Valley High. Courtney <gasps> muttered under her breath. <laughs> Blasphemy. Just take that back, Courtney. 
oh, you can't just come out and say it like that. No. <laughs> Who does she think she is? She's no Lila Fowler. <laughs> she sure isn't. <laughs> well, she runs off to tell Dominique the news and she reminds Dominique that her dad owns the station so he can, she can buy her way to victory. And uh, Dominique asks, uh, does this have anything to do with Todd Wilkins and his blonde girlfriend? And a gleeful Courtney says, Dominique, we're going to humiliate them. <laughs> Good Lord. Like, I don't know how exactly, because obviously Todd goes to love it. So it's like you're going to humiliate them by what? Like your school winning and Todd being part of that winning team? Yeah. And also <laughs> your last scheme didn't work out so well. Not surprising because you were better subtle as a brick in a sock. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She was all like cartoonishly tiptoeing around the place. <laughs> well, uh, back in the Casa del Wakefield, Liz is amazed to see Jessica studying instead of partying. Uh, That's right, because it's like a Friday night and she's like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, well, it's it's all about the entrance exam. And when Liz says, maybe you have a temporary chem- chemical imbalance in your brain. Uh, mm. I can tell you all about chemical imbalances, Jessica said cheerfully. So, <laughs> I quite like. <laughs> Who is she? What's happening? <laughs> what a level of study is she doing? And Liz asks if she wants to come roller skating with her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Jessica says, well, she'll be in love with them soon enough and we can roller skate across the campus then. <laughs> Brilliant. Just roller skating to classes. I love it. So good. <laughs> well, that's how committed she is. So we cut to Monday morning and all of Sweet Valley High gather for a special assembly with Chrome Dome Cooper and Coach Schwartz. And again... Where is Mr. Collins? God damn it. Yeah, they obviously had to keep him away because you know the way the crowd goes wild as soon as they see him. So maybe he's going to be too much of a distraction for the sports oh, announcement. That is true. They've got to get all riled up for the for the battle in hand. So it yeah. turns out that as well as uh, relay races and swimming and I guess athletics races, there's going to be a spelling bee and what they call a mini college bowl, which is basically a university challenge. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. and it turns out that the uh, the winning school will pick a team of students to be on the kids tennis shoe commercials, um, and then obviously they get a trophy and blah blah blah. And everyone goes nuts. But Jessica says, if Lovett are competing, she can't compete for Sweet Valley. <laughs> and Lila quote sneers, traitor. Oh, so good. <laughs> Tell her, Lila. <laughs> Meanwhile, Liz is worried, of course, compete about competing against Todd. So yeah, they're going to have their their ten school face off. Ash love it, and then the top two schools will will have um, the final uh, challenge uh, two days later. And Liz decides she's going to try for the relay race, which is not what I yeah. thought it was would be. Oh God! It really isn't. I had something very different in mind. Explain what their relay race is, because I thought it would just be like you run a bit, you pass a baton to somebody, they run a bit. That's that's what I think of when you hear relay as well. Like, I mean, that's that's a reasonable response to relay. I would have thought, but like, it's much later in, like, much later into the book, you find out what it actually is. So there's like. Which like, fine, okay, but like a fucking egg and spoon. 
spoon rings. What are you doing? This ultimate athletic feat. <laughs> like nonsense, like oh, sports day stuff in your primary school and a bunch of 10 year olds. Like, oh, <laughs> what is this? And then rope climbing, which is literally the hardest thing. Like, like the rope climbing is so out of place there because the rest of it is nonsense and then you have to climb a rope somehow with no knots in it like oh. no thank you oh god oh well that's what Liz tickles Liz fancy Liz <laughs> fancy and Jessica doesn't give a shit because she's like I'm leaving this dump soon I'm going to love it so <laughs> fuck yes I'm out of here <laughs> so um, it's two days later and Liz is feeling down because she's worried about Todd and his new life and by the way She's worried that uh, the Todd is thinks she's more comfortable with her friends than with his. Her friends are his friends. They're his friends. Yeah. So of course she's more like, comfortable with them. They're both they're oh, mutual friends versus bunch of strangers. Like I know, and like even like Todd's friends or whatever that they keep saying. Like literally, Sheffield is the only kind of friend that he seems to regularly hang out with, and he's fine. But Todd himself was even saying he didn't like the girls that love it. Yeah. In the last book, so like. What's the issue here? <laughs> and then she arrives to meet uh, to Todd at Lovett and Courtney is there. And by the way, Courtney is essentially Cordelia from Buffy in this scene. So, oh my God, she is. So her, her glossy mahogany like, hair fell around her shoulders, framing a face with high cheekbones and pretty dark brown eyes. And then she says, what a sweet little outfit. I didn't know you could find skirts that length anymore. To Liz. Oh my god! It's basically, like it's a kind a, of it's the oh softer god, side of great. Sears line from Buffy. <laughs> it actually is. You're right. Holy shit! Back when Cordelia was mean. Oh, and a good character too. <laughs> oh my god! And by the way, Todd is fucking terrible in this scene. It's so weird, yeah, because he kind of like he he keeps his arm around. He like gives Courtney a reproachful look, and it's like, okay, you can also tell her to fuck off, like, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> or say something because he, she's like, oh Todd, don't you forget I've got my party at the country club, and instead of saying uh, you're grand, he's like, I won't come without Liz. She's like, oh, by all means, Lizbeth, do you play polo? <laughs> And Liz even finds that funny, which I find kind of amusing. That she's not intimidated by it. She actually That's thinks Courtney yeah. is. She says, who did Courtney think she was? The Princess of Monaco? <laughs> <laughs> and then Courtney continues to channel Cordelia. And it's like, I'm sure there'll be something there you know how to do. <gasps> oh my God. And she's so brazen. <laughs> you know, I almost admire it, but she's horrible. And also Todd is... Uh, shitbag for not actually he's useless yeah like just say don't talk to my girlfriend like that mm. like instead of when she then says do you want to have a private game of golf with me he just agrees I know like all he to say was no thanks I'll be hanging out with Liz like yeah. you've been insulting constantly for the last five minutes <laughs> yeah. and then when she leaves he's all like oh that girl and uh, he's had she's had it in for me since the party and Liz wonders what Courtney is planning. And I think, Todd, why are you going to her private events then? I know, it's so weird. Like, I d yeah, like, uh, what about her inviting him to it? Like, all he had to do was say, no, thanks. No. <laughs> you know, they can't even use the excuse of, like, their parents being in the same company, which means that they have to go to the same parties yeah. for some weird reason. <laughs> like, it's, Yeah, because that's been retconned no out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Also, like, Todd knows about the note that Courtney, you know, Courtney's scheming, yeah. trying to get Liz. He knows to, what she's like, yeah. It just seems ridiculous that he'd even tolerate her. 
Um, but uh, Jess, anyway, is jealous of Liz going to this par- party at the country club and she suggests doing a twin swap. Liz, like, you're grand. Thanks. Like, <laughs> not putting you on dates with my boyfriend. And when they, uh, she heads, Liz heads out to Cedar Springs and Todd's fancy car, Todd gives out about his malfunctioning CD player and she remembers that his old car didn't even have a radio. So fuck's sake. I'm sorry, now, what kind of a piece of shit was he driving before? Like, it was like a Saturn or something, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. But like, but come on, I, that car had to have had a radio. <laughs> I mean, my parents had a Datsun Sunny in the 80s and it had a radio, like... <laughs> Um, I just refuse to believe that Todd's car didn't have radio. Was it like, I mean, cars in the 50s had radios. This is, I know. Was it like a Model T Ford or something? (laughs) It's ridiculous. Todd and his jalopy. Fucking hell, yeah. Um, And she, Todd can tell that Liz isn't excited about the party. And he says, the Lovett gang are perfectly nice. It's like Courtney was literally insulting Liz in front of you, you know, the, yesterday or whatever. I know. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, oh, give them a chance. They're actually, you know, they're not as conceited as they seem at first or whatever. And it's like, well, they are. They all suck and we know this. Like, yeah. and you know this too. So why are you dragging the pair of you to this? I know. It's very annoying. When they arrive at the country club, they meet Courtney's date and he is gross. Oh, he's the worst. His name? Yeah. Is Campbell Worcester. <laughs> These rich kid names are hilarious, I will say. Oh my God, just the waspiest <laughs> names on earth. And he says, he sleezes all over Liz. He's like, the pleasure's of mine. Squeezes her hand and winks at her. And uh, Liz understandably doesn't want to play fucking golf. And Todd is all like, oh, you don't want to play? It's like, no, why do you think she would? <laughs> why are either of you here? I know. And Ugh. then Liz sees a familiar face. Yeah, so there's a guy called Ben Orson. Apparently he goes to Sweet Valley High and she knows him because he submitted some stuff to the Oracle before. Yeah, he's not um, Ben is like, yeah, yeah, so he's a sophomore. Does that mean he's the year below yeah. her? Yeah. Um, so he's like dragging a bag of clubs out to the first tee and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going when she sees him? And like a bunch of the Lovett girls nearby are all like looking over in surprise and they're like, oh my God, and all like whispering and giggling and stuff, and basically being little bitches about it. Yeah. Uh, because Ben works as a caddy at the weekends. Yeah. So like, yeah, apparently it's some major faux pas now that Liz has committed by like, you know, talking to someone like they're a fucking human being. <laughs> yeah, she overhears one of them say, come on, we don't need to stand around talking to the hired help. And in fairness to Liz, she is really angry about this. She's fuming, like, yeah, because they're such assholes. And she actually thinks, how could Todd possibly stand being with this, these people? And if he liked them, if this was where he really belonged, could she possibly stand being with him? <gasps> oh, my God. And the rest of the party is unsurprisingly pretty awful. Yeah, it's shite. Like, it's no fun at all, because I suppose there's a bit, there's like a pool party for the second part of it. Yeah, it's a very confusing like, event. You know, it really it's is. Like There's golf. so much going on. It's like this day long party with one activity after another. It's like, oh, it sounds, sounds exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> by the way, the sweet, some of them of this Love It gang don't sound that different from certain Sweet Valley people because we're told the girls were narrow minded and cliquey and all they talked about were clothes and money. I mean, I can, there's somebody who lives in the same house as you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone you share a bathroom with. Yeah. Does that narrow it down? <laughs> 
And apparently the guys go on and on about their new cars or their new synthesizers or whatever else they'd recently bought with all their money. Like, <laughs> forming like electro pop bands. So good. Um, but uh, Campbell is really gross. And he's oh, kind of he's all over her. He is, yeah. She, yeah, because Todd, I think, is off talking to someone, so she's on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and Campbell asks her to dance with him, but she'd already turned him down twice, apparently. And he's like, "Why won't you dance with me? Don't you know who I am?" Like, just the most classic textbook douchebag you could possibly imagine. And he's like, "Well, I'm Campbell Rochester the Fourth. My father is Wilson Rochester." And Elizabeth's just like, "I don't know who that is. <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> Yeah. and Reggie walks off uh, he g- tries to grab her arm and she sees Courtney glowering at her and uh, mm. she had the distinct impression that whatever irritation Courtney had felt for her before this party had quickly turned into real hatred uh oh um, mm. but luckily Todd isn't having much fun either so they escape to the Dairy Burger and Liz is relieved that you know he, they're on the same that, that they were both miserable basically yeah because yeah, like I think when they're in the car he's like uh, yeah let's just go and as, as they're kind of talking about it afterwards they're both like oh my god that sucked oh my god I'm, I'm so glad you thought so too kind of thing so they're kind of relieved that neither one of them were enjoying that terrible party yes. but actually uh, it looks like her relief is short lived because on Monday morning they're on she's on the way to school with Jess who can't wait to brag to Lila about Liz getting to go to this fancy do but Liz reminds her that it was shit everyone was horrible and also she's mm. worried about time because apparently his values are changing. Oh. Yes, he, he talks a lot more about money than he used to. He told me yesterday at the beach that he wants to learn how to play polo. Like, Todd has never sat on a horse <laughs> in his life. What the fuck? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> now they can go to, from zero to being able to play polo. You know? <laughs> but anyway... Oh Jessica isn't very sympathetic and uh, Liz uh, remembers that they're going to find out who, you know, got into what, they'd all applied for whatever team they want to be in, in the battle of the schools. And Jessica says she isn't taking part because it would be divided loyalties because uh, she thinks Lovett will win. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, she's like, it's too hard deciding which school to be loyal to. And Liz is like, what are you talking about? Like, how can you not be like in any way loyal to Sweet Valley? She's like, you haven't even taken any entrance exams yet for Love It. So, yeah. Um, so it turns out that they've been having like actual tryouts the whole previous week. And um, the coaches and the teachers met over the weekend to make the final <laughs> decisions. Like, what? when is this happening? This three-legged race is serious <laughs> business, you guys. <laughs> Take it seriously. <laughs> Oh, I just wish we could have had a montage of the tryouts, <laughs> the drama. Um, <laughs> and oh, of course, everybody who's on the team are basically the juniors with a couple of tokens. <laughs> it's the same, the same 12 people that you only ever hear about, basically. Yeah. Well, we got a few callbacks because uh, Bruce is uh, paired with Kristen Thompson, tennis girl herself. Tennis girl. She's back. We never thought we'd see her again, but here she is. Completely off stage, but playing with yeah. Bruce in a mixed doubles. Um, mm-hmm. Shelly is uh, is apparently in, I guess it's not basketball, but I guess she's in the in an athletics race. Like in- she's, yeah, Aaron Dallas and Shelly Novak are going to compete in track and field. And I was like, is there not a, okay, there obviously mustn't be like a basketball mm-hmm. bit to it because she's, you know, I guess she could run it's past. been quite established that, that basketball is her thing. But anyway, uh, Bill Chase is swimming and the college ball team is uh, not a blast from the past year. Patty Gilbert, friend of DD, mm-hmm. Peter yeah. DeHaven, 
That guy. Oh, my God. He was an asshole, he wasn't was, he? But he was, like, yeah. super bright. Oh, yeah. And Winston. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivia's doing the spelling bee. But who could be on the relay team? <laughs> Best team ever. Yes, go on. Oh, God. Well, Robin Wilson asks, who's on the relay team? And uh, Winston, who's over by the list, says, you are. So we've got um, we've got Robin. We've got Ken Matthews. Yay! <laughs> My babe. Prince of your heart. <laughs> um, Liz, because, you know, she applied for it. So obviously she got yeah, it. Of course. And Jeffrey French. <gasps> Uh-oh. It's so dramatic because as he reads it out, it's like silence fell over the group oh clustered in front of the bulletin board. It's like, oh Jesus. And Jeffrey's standing there as well. And it's like, oh God, why are you making this so awkward? <laughs> well, it gets even more awkward later on because the first practice is after school and Liz had asked Todd to come over and watch before she knew what team she was on. Like, how did she know she was even going to be on a team? There's only about 10 of them all together. Um... <laughs> But of course, I guess you knew the Wakefield, you know, a Wakefield was never going to be left off anything they applied for. True. Um, but she's regretting it now, given the circumstances. And when Todd arrives, he has some news about his own uh, school team. Well, because it turns out he's going to be on the relay team for Love It. So they're going to be in direct competition with each other. Uh-oh. Uh, he mm-hmm. jokes about spying on them. And I guess he thinks like you could pick up some tactics in these extremely random primary school sports day activities it's all about technique with the egg and spoon race you know well apparently it is and natural gifts um because when Todd meets the others Ken jokingly says traitor um it's like what are you doing at a stuck up place like love it today and they literally wrestle each other <laughs> Todd shoved him back and the two boys wrestled good-naturedly for a couple of minutes that's a minute she's is everyone just standing there watching them rolling around the ground <laughs> only in your dreams Karen only in your dreams <laughs> that's so weird but then but the coach turns up because they're literally being coached to the <laughs> like this is the same coach by the way where's Roger Barrett Patman like the oh. ultimate athlete why is it he in the that's right in the running the relay <laughs> he's got an actual track meet to do maybe <laughs> well the coach isn't with him because the coach is coaching them in egg and spoon races and three-legged races three-legged races um, but Ken sort of jokingly said, but he's not really joking says to Todd look I think maybe you better go off for a while um because we can't have the op- the opposition spying on us. And Todd is a bit harsh, but he goes off. And Ken jokes about Elizabeth having divided loyalties. And Jeffrey says, Elizabeth is as loyal as they come. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey fe- oh, Elizabeth felt a surge of warmth for Jeffrey. He had no reason to come to her defence. And uh, he, I mean, he really doesn't. You know, truly, he could have just left her hanging there like, yeah. and, and possibly should have. Yeah, <laughs> she clearly isn't as loyal as they come. We've <laughs> got proof. Um, yeah. So I guess the practice goes well, but later in Todd's mansion, Todd isn't happy. This is so stupid and so annoying. (laughs) Because they're kind of, um, Todd kind of says he feels weird about the whole relay race thing. And Liz is like, why? You know, it's just a game. It's not serious. And then he's like, yeah, but it is because we don't compete against each other. Um, And they're kind of messing around. And then he says, no, Liz, I mean it. Couldn't you switch and do something else? Or just, like, bag it all together and come cheer for me. What? Like, excuse me? Like, what did I write down? Fuck off, Todd. What the hell? <laughs> Mine just say WTF. 
Yeah, and Liz is like rightly horrified. Yeah. She's like, I don't believe you. And then and then this is real bullshit because Todd, Todd is quiet for a minute. Actually, I was kidding. You finally admitted. But I don't like the tone of voice you're using, Liz. What if I hadn't been joking? Oh. Would it be such a big thing to ask? Oh, fuck off, Todd. And obviously, of course it would be. And she might... Yeah, she, what the fuck? Like? She rightly says, like, if anyone quits, it should be you because you're competing against all your own actual friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, and the, <laughs> but they end up having a row and... Uh, like a proper row that like she's on the edge of tears and let's just remember that this is a row about an egg and spoon race <laughs> just for some perspective everybody that's what this is <laughs> oh Karen, Karen don't forget the three-legged race too of course I mean where would we be without it sport of kings oh for fuck's sake yeah so she's just like yeah he's just like let's just drop it and uh, she's like yeah they could drop it for now but she wasn't going to forget the argument and she could tell Todd wasn't either <laughs> they're both just really kind of grumpy with each other so stupid well things are much better the next day when Elizabeth was oh, waiting God. for Todd in the dairy burger and he is like he tur- finally turns up half an hour late and yeah it's pretty bad for him and he's not really apologetic either no not a bit yeah, he starts talking about his new glamorous friends, including somebody who's a mother who's a diplomat who works at the French Embassy. I was like, what is the French Embassy in, you know, Cedar Springs? As opposed <laughs> to like Washington, D.C. <laughs> a bit of a commute there. <laughs> well, they've got, of course, they've got to go to somewhere near Sweet Valley, the most wonderful place on earth and the centre of the universe. Um, so yeah, that's the sort of circles he's moving in now. And Liz just isn't impressed. And when she tries to change the subject from love it and how great it is, Todd is completely ridiculous. It's so stupid. Yeah, he's like, yeah, because she says, look, um, tell me about you. You and I haven't talked. I mean, really talked in ages. And he's like, we were talking. I was just trying to tell you a bit about my life just because you hate love it and don't want to hear anything about it. It's like, get off that fucking high horse, will you? Jesus. I know. And then he says, don't you realise how important it is to my family that I'm there? It would kill dad if I didn't fit in and make friends. And Elizabeth thinks somehow she couldn't imagine Mr. Wilkins really caring that much about whether Todd really fit in and love it. Um, And he's like, I could do with some support from you. And that is like the straw that breaks the camel's back for this. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, yeah, because he's he's whinging and he's like, how tough it is for him to like have to magically adjust to this new lifestyle. Like it's such a bullshit whinge and Liz rightly calls him out on it she's like why are you feeling sorry for yourself she's like because you have to get used to having your own screening room and a mansion and a new BMW she's like I don't think it's your parents who care so much about love it so she's like you like being at love it you can't blame it on your parents and they're actually having a proper all-out row like this and it's like good fucking let's have it out lads because the thing is he has never said anything about I really miss my friends sometimes just like oh everything's just a bit different but you know it, it is more like, oh, poor me. I've got to get used to my car, my fancy BMW now in my screening room. Um, but the tension rises and eventually Todd snaps and makes quite a shocking suggestion. Barely a suggestion at all. More like just a statement. He says. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, again, like so blown out of proportion again, oh God, though, really because is, he's yeah. like. He's like, you know, I'm sick of you judging me. Maybe we should stop seeing each other, <gasps> at least till we've figured out what we both want, since all I seem to do lately is disappoint you. Oh, so, and Liz is horrified. Yeah. And Todd is clearly upset too, but it's like, well, look, we keep fighting all the time, don't we? Don't we? It's like, dude, I mean, in the last 24 hours, but fuck it hell. 
yeah, like literally uh, over the egg and spoon yeah. race. <laughs> and this, like, you know, it's like, right, forget it. We're just going to break up. And I suppose even as Todd is saying it, he kind of looks like he couldn't believe what he just said. Yeah, it's so, sort of like it's escalated yeah. and they both don't really mean it. But Liz is determined. She's not going to beg him to take her back. Yeah, she's like, she has her pride. And at the moment, that's all she has. Yeah. And of course, the next day, Elizabeth is just feeling pretty grim as she heads off to her practice and she's going to be doing the rope climbing and they don't as you said earlier like there's no knots or anything on the rope they've got to just shimmy up a rope which i could just tell you i wouldn't even leave the ground oh like even with knots in it oh I god would no. not be able to do that like no, i would <laughs> to mean, pull myself up to my, my not feet a bit. being anywhere near this rope no <laughs> not gonna happen yeah it sounds ridiculously difficult considering the first two parts of the race and what they are i mean come on yeah. <laughs> Like that is something that actually demands serious upper body strength. Oh, um, well, somebody else who uh, who isn't um, feeling particularly uh, cheerful is Courtney, who isn't taking part in the competition, of course, but she's watching the practice. And does this count as a uh, close reference? Um, I think we should just go for it because it's just, it's so good. Okay. <laughs> Please tell us what Courtney is, uh, I guess, wearing and doing. So she's come out to just watch the team, the love of team practice, uh, and she's sitting on her jacket on the grass. So she wouldn't get grass stains on her new silk pants. <laughs> oh, I wonder if she... It's like, for all her demonic ways, she would actually fit in really well on Sweet Valley High with her silk pants. She's and got a wardrobe. She wasn't uh, Jessica and uh, Jessica just talking about buying a pair of silk pants in BBs. Just the last book. That's right. In the last book, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were raw silk pants, oh, that's yeah, true. with a matching top. Good, sweet Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Courtney and her pants jive. We jive at Todd about, "Ooh, you're going to be competing with your girlfriend," and when he doesn't respond, she uh, decides to make another move on him and asks him to go to a Lakers game, and he's like, oh, "Maybe," and she just <sighs> thinks that's a yes. She, yeah, she completely takes it as that. And she's like, she runs off to Dominique and she's like, hmm, looks like Todd and I have a date. It's like, Do really? You? He said maybe and not very enthusiastically, but okay. And Dominic, or Dominique goes, you're terrible, Courtney. And <laughs> Courtney is very pleased with herself without, for not really any reason in this in this case. Mm. goes, don't forget, she warned. When Courtney Kane wants something, she gets it. And if I decide I want Todd, then I've got him. I mean, kudos for referring to yourself as the third person. But last time you decided you wanted Todd and you very much did not get him. Very true. Yeah. Short memory, Courtney. <laughs> well, Todd gets the gets the rope climbing section, like Liz. And mm-hmm. Courtney again goes into cartoon villain mode saying like, oh, I know people at the TV station, you know, my dad owns it. And everyone's like, hang on, are you trying to cheat? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. She's so bad at this. She's so bad. She just keeps saying the quiet part loud. Like she's just, <laughs> she's very entertaining as a villain, but she's just not a very good one, like at all. And she's just not subtle. I mean, the entertaining part is her downfall, to be honest. Uh, it's true. Yeah, that's that's what catches her in the end. Mm. But um, before we jump on to the next bit, let's just take a teeny little break. Oh, yes, because we have another podcast to tell you about from the Headstuff Podcast Network. That's right. Yeah. So this week, check out Dubland. It's a weekly podcast by Suzanne Kane and comedian PJ Gallagher. So they give their take on what's been happening that week, whether it's personal stuff, Irish news or international stories. So have a listen. Yeah, check it out. What is Dubland? We have to explain what Dubland is. The Dubland podcast is an eternally pregnant woman 
Um, I mean, I've been pregnant three times. Yeah, but you've been pregnant since I met you. Right, okay. Hanging out with a neurotic middle-aged toddler mm-hmm. and the way that those two people from very opposing sides of the... Um, World, see the see the world around them. Is that it? I Is think that that's a good it. explanation? Yeah, of that's it? a very good explanation. Uh, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes. You can listen on the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Dubyard Dublin Podcast. Dubyard Airhouse. Dubyard Airhouse. And now back to Sweet Valley, where Elizabeth is not enjoying herself. Because uh, she's finding climbing up rope without any, you know, assistance, unsurprisingly quite difficult. It's fucking impossible. Like, I don't know how anyone is supposed to do this. <laughs> from scratch. And Jeffrey offers some helpful hints. And uh, she wonders if he's been a little bit more pally than usual. Um, and Elizabeth just feels sick with nerves and with misery. And she just tries to hide her emotion as she returns to climbing ropes, which is my idea of hell. <laughs> <laughs> So what a distraction. Oh, God. Agonising <laughs> pain. Come to this. <laughs> yeah. Cut to Courtney's mansion, where we find that her dad is one of the judges, along with his colleagues at the station. As my dad say, again, wither varitronics. Seriously, but also, how's he supposed to be some impartial judge when his daughter's school is, like, one of the teams? I know, and also, I know. what is he judging? Because most of them are things like races, like... Well, that's true. It doesn't need to go to a judging panel. Like, you either win or you don't. Exactly. I would have thought. So she starts dropping some hints about, oh, this is very important to me, Daddy. But Mr. Kane of Bernister makes it clear that he is absolutely not showing any favouritism. And Oh, yeah, he's he's not having it at all. He's literally like, no, but Daddy's. I hope Love It wins as much as you do, but this is a competition fair and square. So he's just not entertaining her whatsoever on this. Fair play, Mr. Kane. Uh, yeah. But uh, Courtney's enraged and we're told all she wanted was a guarantee that Sweet Valley High would be humiliated. If her father wasn't <laughs> going to be the one to provide that guarantee, she would have to figure out some way to make sure on her own. <laughs> Jesus, it's, just get, it's so exhausting, Courtney. Like, come on, it's taking up so much of your energy. There must be something better you can do. <laughs> she needs a hobby, like, oh, for sure. she fucking does. Uh, so... We cut to Wednesday, uh, so it's the day before the first round and uh, a miserable Liz finds Jessica deep in study and she tells Jessica that she and Todd broke up. How is she only telling her now? Yeah, because this is like a day or two yeah. after that having happened. Yeah, isn't it? like what? How, how would this be the fact that, you know, I suppose the fact that they're not in school together, people in Sweet Valley High don't necessarily know that's what's after happening. But, but like, it is weird that she hasn't told Jessica. It's very weird. And what is kind of hilarious uh, is that Jessica gives her a goes, well, you blew it. Can't you just go back to Jeffrey and tell him you made a big mistake? <laughs> and then Elizabeth bursts into tears. Whoops. Jessica patted her on the shoulder again. I guess I said the wrong thing, huh? <laughs> Got a bit OTG. <laughs> and Liz is like I don't want to go back to Jeffrey and Jessica's like okay talk to Todd and Elizabeth says no I can't and what a <laughs> drama queen she is because she feels that she has to get used to life without Todd all over again I mean oh come on <laughs> and in fairness like because Jessica does tell her like she basically just has to call Todd and you know figure it out either one of them has to say they're sorry or, or not or whatever but they just need to talk to each other yeah and Liz actually is like, she knew her sister was right, but she couldn't call Todd and apologise. So, she, yeah, it's, she's just like, no, it's hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. If you say fine. so. <laughs> I guess. So it's sports day. As I keep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> In Lovett. And everybody's, you know, 
<laughs> got the little runners on and they're waiting to go. <laughs> So cute. Mommy and Daddy are watching. Yeah, they pinned the note, their little numbers to themselves and safety pins. They're gonna have like some fairy cakes and a and a my watty afterwards. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe a bottle of Fanta if you win, who knows? Oh, Capri Sun. <laughs> Living the, the dream. And uh, there, Amy and Jess are heading over to the relay race. But Jessica just keeps going on about how great her life is gonna be when she starts to love it. And we're told she wasn't the least bit interested in the outcome of the activities today. She's she's so disloyal. That's so, yeah, that's so weird. And like, and her a cheerleader as well. I mean, come on. It's, this is very unconvincing, I have to <laughs> Isn't say. Isn't it? Like, she's all about school spirit and what have you. And yeah, yeah this just doesn't make any sense for her. No. So it turns out that the um, college bowl thing, the spelling bee, are going to be in the auditorium. And at the end of the afternoon, the schools with the highest points are going to be, you know, the victors of the day. And they're going to move on to the final. And, mm. uh, Jessica asks Amy why she cares so much about getting to the relay race. And Amy's a bit mysterious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she says. So, uh, Amy, <laughs> Amy's like, I have my reasons, Amy said mysteriously. <laughs> hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, it's, it's, I hate it. Yes. I'll just say that now. I know. I thought you would. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking, poor Karen. <laughs> Um, but it turns out that the relay race is like basically the tiebreaker of the day because the mm. um uh the, the 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 previous competitors are it's all neck and neck so far and this is the final event of the day and who and Sweet Valley and Lovett are equal. So basically whoever wins this um, is gonna is gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And um it's uh by the way, Jessica is cheering on Lovett, even though her own sister is in the Sweet <laughs> team. She is a monster. She's such a little asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and actually Sweet Valley High are in the lead until the rope climbing. And that's when uh, Todd bounds forward off the rope and and wins. But it still means that Sweet Valley High and Lovett are in the final on Saturday. They're the, yeah, they're the top two out of the, the 10 schools that were competing that day. Yeah. And Jessica's still going on about how great Lovett is. But who should approach? But Ken. <laughs> Fresh from his egg and spoon race. Well, <laughs> Amy's got some words about that, does she not? Yeah, so uh, Ken comes over and he's all excited and he's like, wasn't that great? We really pulled through. and Just, just wait, wait till Saturday, we're going to win this thing. Amy was looking at Ken with admiration. You were great, she gushed. Where did you get your egg racing talent, Ken? Oh, I was just born. I was just born with it. That's all Ken said with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I love maybe him. he's but born yeah, so sh- maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's egg raising <laughs> uh, but yeah so the reason that Amy uh, was in such a hurry to get across to the relay thing is that now she has her skanky eye on Ken Matthews oh god I'm sorry Karen I'm so sorry that you have to witness that little this. bitch I am fuming <laughs> you stay away from him <laughs> Well, Jessica is uh, shocked and she wonders if, if, you know, obviously what we're all wondering, but Amy says that they're just pals and Jessica doesn't believe that Amy could have any friend who's a boy because she just sees them as useful for one thing only. Yeah, a lot like Jessica, to be fair. Yeah, well, indeed, yeah. <laughs> dear, dear. Well, she had her sights set on Ken like a book and a half ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. out of desperation, but still. 
<laughs> Poor Ken. I know. We just stay away from all you horrible girls. <laughs> you need a nice girl. <laughs> he does. He's not your consolation prize. Yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, Liz is miserable because Todd has disappeared. Like she thought he'd be hanging. He'd at least say something to her afterwards. But no. Yeah, considering they were like the top two schools in the end and, and that it came, it basically the whole thing came down to the pair of them yeah. climbing fucking ropes. Um, but yeah, there's no sign of him at all. He obviously just bailed out immediately afterwards. So she's kind of looking around, but uh, fucking runs into good old Courtney instead. Uh-oh, and Courtney's looking for Todd and Liz's like, I haven't seen him. And Courtney is so pleased. She looks as if she had just been given a winning lottery ticket and she literally runs off to pounce on Todd. Yeah, so Courtney's, I suppose, put it together that things aren't exactly rosy for uh, for Liz and Todd at the minute. So it's like, now's her chance. Because she's she's done a 180 on Todd in the meantime, I suppose. Yeah, now that he's free again, she's like, oh, okay. I don't hate him after all. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeffrey approaches Liz and is really nice, gives her, you know, congratulates her um, for her performance in the race. And Liz can barely answer him because she thinks, why did Jeffrey have to be so wonderful? He couldn't possibly know it. But the compassionate look on his face right then made her want to throw herself in his arms and cry on his shoulder. Can you imagine if you were Jeffrey, you basically nobly sacrificed your relationship so she could be happy with her one true love and they break up in like a week. Oh my God, it's such a slap in the face. Like. I would, I I can tell you I would have left that team. I don't think, no school spirits would have been enough. I could not stand it. I think he is, oh, he is truly yeah. the noblest person in Sweet Valley High. Because that is just An a unsung kick in the face. hero. <laughs> Who would have thought that we'd be saying all this about Jeffrey? <laughs> I certainly can't myself. Yeah. And uh, he offers her a lift home because she's sort of just hanging around. He's like, are you okay? Do you need a lift? She's like, no, I'm fine. But really, she's just looking for Todd and she realises that he's just gone off and doesn't care about seeing her. Apparently. Yeah. So we cut to the next day and Jessica is at Lovish for... Her first interview, first of several. Uh, yeah, this is such a fucking arduous process. Like, this isn't even the exam. It's right. like she has to have an interview to take the exam. Yeah. Or something. And yeah. also, it's they can only see her during the week. And so she has to miss school to go to it. <laughs> of course, we probably, I probably don't even notice that she's left. True. They were they were busy playing rounders instead of actually having a class. It was fine. I <laughs> another pep rally or a barbecue or something. And yeah. So she's shown around by this woman called Miss Hen- Mrs. Henry, and uh, Jessica's thinking it all looks like very quiet and boring. Though, as we were saying earlier, the last book there are like rollovers in the middle of the day of a weekday. <laughs> Things have changed. They really have, yeah. It's a different school altogether now. Well, it sounds much stricter than Jessica expected. And uh, uh, to the extent that when Jessica tries to impress Mrs. Henry by basically doing a twin switch of the mind and telling her that she likes to write, um, the Mrs. Henry just doesn't give a shit. It's like, okay, do you? Yeah, well, everybody's everybody's got their, you know, school, like academic credentials here. You're just one of many. Yeah, this woman is so stern, like there's just no impressing her at all. No, and actually Jessica feels a shiver run up her spine. What was she doing in this place? Was she out of her mind to think about leaving a wonderful laid-back school like Sweet Valley High to come here? I mean, it's certainly laid-back. I mean, I'll say fucking hell. <laughs> We've have wondered, you know, before, between all the dance committees and uh, extracurriculars when they get a chance to study. So yes, it will be quite a change. But Jessica feels she can't back down now after all her absolute nonsense publicly <laughs> displayed in recent times. Yeah. 
It's like she's basically going through with this because otherwise Lila and Amy would never let her hear the end of it. And it's like, is that really a good enough motivation to put yourself through? I this? mean, it's Fuck typical sake. Jessica, to be honest. It like, really is. Her yeah. never really is a, a barely a well thought out motivation. So she, hmm. she bumps into Todd and uh, he, he kind of obviously had seen her from a distance and thought it was Liz. And then was like, oh God, it's you. Fucking Jessica. <laughs> and when he hears why she's here, uh, he says, there's a lot to be said for Sweet Valley High. And Ooh. he's clearly miserable. And he's clearly, he's trying to find out if like Liz has talked about him. Yeah. So yeah, because he asks after Liz and Jessica decides she's going to do Liz a favor by <laughs> pretending like Liz is having a great time and, you know, just super busy about the big event on Saturday. And yeah, just that she's not missing him at all, kind of, is what she's implying, thinking yeah. that this is helping yeah. Liz and what by Todd, like, rubbing it in Todd's face. Yeah, she thinks Todd deserves to suffer, but she can't wait to yeah. tell Liz that it's clearly mad for her. Yeah. But then when she does, Liz is all like, well, if he really is, then he can ring me and tell me himself. And Jessica's <laughs> like, oh, come on. Like this is actually says, oh, this is a very mature attitude. Like, <laughs> and finally, I think even hearing Jessica say those words, um, you know, touches off something in Liz because she does ring Todd, but there's no answer. And Jessica's like, okay, well, listen, I have to do some more studying, so I can't listen to you moan on. And when Liz asks her if she's coming to the big final the next day, she's like, oh, we slaughter, love it. Jess is like, oh, I, I, I am, but I don't know who I'm rooting for. Come on, Jessica, Jesus. What? <laughs> so strange. It really is. Like worst cheerleader ever. This oh is like the one thing she's amazing at, for fuck's sake. Such a good point. <laughs> so meanwhile, Dominic is in Courtney's room where Courtney is literally writing down her evil scheme in a big notebook. <laughs> so shit at this. It's great. <laughs> I bet it says evil schemes on the front. <laughs> Courtney's evil plan. <laughs> Keep out. <laughs> it like glitter writing. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and actually, Dominique is genuinely really shocked at the idea of cheating. Like she's horrified by it. But Courtney says super dramatically that <laughs> Sweet Valley High stands for everything we hate. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh god yeah, she says those kids don't have any class and she reminds uh, Courtney about Liz talking to the caddy at the country club and Dominique genuinely in fairness to her is like I think he was just in school with her like what what's the problem <laughs> <laughs> and Courtney just keeps trying to sort of justify her own insanity he says we have to show Sweet Valley High and the rest of the world the rest of the world really exactly what Love at Academy stands for that's why it's important that we win don't you see what I mean Oh my god, she's demented! Like she's, it's hilarious. And Dominique still doesn't want to cheat, uh, Courtney is like, "Oh, you're so stupid!" Because like CEOs are always trying to cut each other out of deals and steal things, and you know this is just how things work. And Dominique is still not convinced. Like she's holding out for quite a long time, and then Courtney goes, yeah. "Do you know what? You can have this jumper you really like." And Dominique is like, "Deal." <laughs> Oh, Dominique, she's such like the dummy sidekick kind of. Oh, very much so. And Courtney thinks that tomorrow will, quote, be one of the best days of her life. Oh, Courtney, you need some higher ambitions, I'll tell you. She really does. And Dominique needs to be bribed more easily than a sweater. Yeah, true. So, anyway, the next day, Courtney's there bright and early. 
And we're told that the uh, quiz events are in the morning and the quiz is where she plans to do her cheating. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, this quiz is so weird as well because... Oh my God. Like in my head, it's like college bowl. I was like, okay, so like university challenge, you have to answer questions. Fine. It's like, yeah, question answer format. Yeah. But it's literally like, True or false? Like, it's all true or false questions, which is so stupid. Yes. And also, there's like a big book where you can look up all the ans- questions and answers that they're going to ask. There's like a college bowl book. And they, what is the point of this? And they've got arrangements with Alison, one of the girls on the team, about when, like, basically to give her the nod. It's a bit like the famous coughing major of who wants to be a millionaire. You know, the guy oh, yeah. who's <laughs> yeah. um, They're just going to give her like a sort of... Uh-huh. Uh, from behind the curtain and uh, or they're going to twitch the yes, curtain that's not it yeah and I suppose maybe that's why it's it's a stupid true or false thing because this way they can like twitch once for true yeah. and twice for <laughs> false or whatever it just it makes the cheating for Courtney that bit easier that she's having to yes you know just communicate one of two things basically true, <laughs> but yes. it still doesn't have to like <laughs> use semaphore or something uh but <laughs> Morse code through the curtain. I would not be surprised because she is so obvious anyway. Even with this, she's really obvious. Uh, oh, by the way, on the way, she bumps into Todd, who's always like, oh, well, I think Sweet Valley might win. And Courtney thinks that his loyalty to Sweet Valley is so tedious. And she has no sympathy <laughs> because Ken is, she's, or Todd is really sad about competing against Ken. Oh. Ken is the egg and spoon master. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the the college bowl and it's basically it is university challenge like you get that if your team gets a question you get the next question unless you know and you have to get it if you, if you get it wrong the other team get a chance to to answer and then it's their turn to be questioned but the fucking questions are so easy it's ridiculous. <laughs> the first one is true or false. The highest mountain in the world is Kilimanjaro. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, when, I think, Winston, Winston does get it. Like, he doesn't have to think about it, which is good. I'd be worried if he did. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, when Alison from the other team gets a question, the, the question is, uh, who said one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? And she doesn't know where those lines are from. But it's not even that. It's like, it's... Oh yeah, wasn't uh, Neil Armstrong, true or false? This is... Wasn't Neil Armstrong, true or yeah, false? Yeah, like, for fuck's sake, Alison, come on, girl. <laughs> and she doesn't know. Oh, but the next... So there's another question that Courtney doesn't even have to look up. By the way, Courtney had to look that one up in, a, in the book as well, so she's an ignoramus <laughs> too. <laughs> then the next one, Courtney's like, I know this. And the question is, true or false? Rock and roll singer Bob Dylan's real name is Robert Zimmerman. <laughs> what is it? And then, oh my God, the next question. I don't know if you have it to hand, but it is so stupid that this is a question uh, in the supposedly elite quiz. Oh, is this the one about the senators? No, it's oh. what of Mr. True or false? What of Mr. Dylan's hit songs claims that? The answer is blowing in the wind. Oh, God. You're right. I forgot about that one. Jesus. And they have to help Alison again. Fuck it up. Oh, they needed to go to a Sweet Valley High party where Olivia Davidson was playing it on her guitar and then they'd know. Oh, my God. Good point. And, and another lack of continuity because in the audience, Lila says, these questions are a lot harder than I thought it would, they would be. Oh, what? Lila. Worried about you, Lila. Maybe you should have gone to love it. 
<laughs> no, actually, the love of people like, don't know them either. So, I mean, the world is they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Jessica notices the curtain moving, and after the the quiz ends, I love it when she notices Courtney and Dominique like skulking off. Oh, like again, like a cartoon. She like creeping out from behind the stage and like walking down some wooden steps. But like weirdly, nobody else has noticed any of this but Jessica. Oh my god! Yes, how is this possible? Um, so uh, Jessica thinks she should support report Courtney because she obviously figures out that they were cheating. But she worries that it will spoil her chances of getting into love. It so she decides to shut up, <laughs> keep keep stum. Mm. I mean, really. So the rest of the afternoon is pretty tense and finally it's time for the relay race. And it turns out the relay race is what is going to decide everything. It's like... Of the, course, it's all going to come down to the fucking rope climbing again. I think it's food. And Courtney and Dominique are asked by one of the, their classmates to set the ropes up for the rope climbing by this guy who says, oh, that one is ours. The other is the Sweet Valley. Be careful not to take out the one in the back. It's rotted through halfway up. <laughs> Why would you even mention it? Not just hand her two ropes and yeah. go, here's one and here's the other. But don't take oh, no. the rotted one that's like, you know, under a bench around the back, in the back. Like, no, no. I'm just going to tell you about it for no reason. Yeah. Pro of nothing. There's also this one that's going to snap at any second. Well, Dominique is horrified when uh, Courtney takes that one. But Courtney thinks Dominique wasn't a real competitor. She'd never be a winner either. Courtney knew that if you wanted to win, you had to be uh, willing to do anything to achieve your goal. Oh, for God's sake. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> so the race kicks off. Ken does you proud, Karen, I presume. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> because yet again, Sweet Valley are in the lead and it's it's all down to Liz. She if she can she has to maintain their, their lead. Sweet Valley High Crowd are going nuts. And even Jessica yeah. forgets about Love It. Yeah, she she gets caught up and and rightly, you know, turns to the Sweet Valley side. Fucking eventually, now that she's actually like, yeah. uh, finally screaming for her sister. It's like, yeah, her own sister. she should have been yes. doing this the whole time. But look, she got there in the end. <laughs> but she notices something as Liz starts to climb the rope. Oh, she can see that the uh, the rope at the top seems to be getting thinner and thinner as Elizabeth is climbing. And also, like, how much of a height are they having to climb on this fucking rope? I know. Where is it suspended from? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but she starts to push towards the the front. But um, before she can she can do anything, the 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 rope snaps and Liz falls to the ground. Oh my god! And, yeah, and Jess runs towards her, but somebody gets there first. <gasps> Todd beats her to it. So he was halfway to the top of his rope when he saw Liz fall, and without even thinking, like he just drops to the ground and runs over to her. But like it's again super dramatic because like when she fell, the whole crowd became quiet, <laughs> and then pandemonium breaks out on the field when parents and teachers start rushing over, and someone shouts to call an ambulance. But Liz is like, no, no, I'm, I'm grand. So yeah. again, I've no idea like what kind of a height she's after falling from or what, because yeah. they're making it sound like she's fallen from like a story high or something. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and Courtney of course they're like daddy daddy who wins now and he's like what is wrong with you somebody just had an accident shut up (laughs) (laughs) but when it's clear that Liz is okay Bruce has a suggestion for how they settle things that's right he's like we need another event because they're still tied basically he's like let's have a tug of war (laughs) and everybody starts going tug of war tug of war tug of war (laughs) 
<laughs> so Liz is a bit bruised, so she can't compete. And Jess says she'll go in her place. But then uh, Todd drops another bombshell. Yeah. So he says he's not going to go either. He's like, uh, someone should take my place too. I don't think I want to be part of this anymore. <gasps> and Courtney starts bitching, but Jessica is just like, oh my God. And and hisses to Courtney, shut up or explain to your father how your team managed to win the college bowl. The blistering look she gave Courtney made her fall back a few steps. But then Courtney goes, Holy shit. Courtney <laughs> is still in full Panto villain mode. Can you tell us what she does? <laughs> I'll get you, she mouthed to Jessica later. <laughs> like, I just need to consult my big book of evil plans first. <laughs> then you'll be sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll pencil something in for next week. Well, actually, <laughs> are you free next Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you then. <laughs> well, Jessica does not give a shit because she realizes she's uh, never going to see Courtney again because she doesn't uh, plan to go to Lovett now. She's changed. Yeah, she's like, ah, oh, fuck this. These people suck, like, obviously, and have done the whole time. Well, but all right, she got there. <laughs> I mean, better late than never. So yeah. the two teams start, you know, pulling pulling the rope and it's evenly matched and it looks like Sweet Valley might even be pulled over the line. But then <gasps> oh my God. something happens and it is genuinely very dramatic. <laughs> So yeah, it's really, it's really um, tight. Like it looks like, I think Jess is kind of at the front of the line on the Sweet Valley side and she's getting yanked closer and closer to the mark. Um, and then in the crowd, Todd stood up and screamed, go Sweet Valley, hi! <laughs> Elizabeth felt her heart soar. Oh my God. <laughs> Todd's cry seemed to fill the Sweet Valley High team with that extra bit of energy they needed. Because again, this is I how you know. win things. It's the power of cheering. <laughs> always. Always. Oh the my God. Cheering. So pulling together with all of their might, they yanked the Lover team over the mark. Sweet Valley High had won the tug of war and the battle of the schools. Hooray! <laughs> oh, not to mention the battle for Todd Wilkins' soul. <laughs> Indeed. Not just his heart. Yeah. Well, Courtney is enraged, and her dad is like, "Oh my god, be be, be quiet! Possibly thinking you are the worst. What have I, what have I created?" Yeah. And uh, Courtney tells a smug Jessica that she cheated by taking her sister's place, and Jess is like, "Okay, uh, you're going to talk to me about cheating." And Courtney says she'll make her life hell at Lovett, but Jessica has uh, has a has a sick burn of her own, and she she does. Yes, Jess, uh, Jess gives her an imperious glare. Who wants to go to your school anyway, she grinned. I prefer to be with the winning team. <laughs> oh, Courtney is furious. And then Courtney yeah. turns her attention to Todd, who declares he's going to ask his parents to transfer back to Sweet Valley High. Yay! And Courtney goes, I hope you're very happy there. She sneered. I'm sure I will be, Todd said, grinning at Elizabeth. <laughs> Courtney thought she was going to be sick. I mean, they are quite nauseating, so, you know. we They really are. Yeah, she's she's not wrong there in fairness to her. And that's it for Courtney Kane, for now. I mean, that's it, yeah. We thought we'd seen the last one in the last book, but... True, yeah. There you go, she still popped up again. And 
uh, we we cut to the dairy burger where Jessica reveals that she's changed her mind about uh, going to love it. And Amy says that she just wants to be on the winning team. And even though Jessica hates admitting that she was wrong, she's so relieved to have dodged a bullet and, uh, you know, to uh, the fact that she didn't decide to go to this terrible school that she doesn't really care, which is quite uncharacteristic, I think. Yeah, not like her not to care what people think. There you go. Well, speaking of what people think, Liz and Todd were all loved up as they head to the dairy burger, and when they when they walk in, everybody <laughs> loses their shit. Oh my god! Yeah, like they walk in, and the applause and cheers became almost deafening. Oh yeah, Todd and Liz. Oh my god! They're literally <laughs> chanting their names together. Yeah, and. The, the best bit for Liz are, first of all, the warm embrace from her twin. And the second was the moment where Jeffrey came up to shake Todd's hand and give Elizabeth a hug. He is so noble. He, like, he's too good for everybody in these books. Like, who would have thought? But Jeffrey, like, kind of a hero. He really is. Because that <laughs> yeah. is when Elizabeth really and truly knew that everything was going to be all right. More than all right. It was going to be wonderful because Elizabeth Hooray. Wakefield can't even have the normal awkwardness of having to see your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> She's amazing at breakups, don't you know? Of course she is. <laughs> everything will come her, go her way. Yeah. So, at the end of the night of the Dairy Burger, Jess has a question for Amy. About her and Ken. God damn it. I know. Well, Amy, uh, she's interested. She is, yeah. Because Jessica just asked her, like, what's going on with you and Ken? And Amy's like, I told you, I think he's really cute. We have a lot in common too. See you later. And she just like heads off where Ken is waiting for her. And Jessica's kind of surprised. She kind of... What is it she says? She, yeah, they don't, they didn't strike her as a likely couple. Mm. Ken was such a good, regular, solid guy. Aww. And Amy was one of the most flirtatious boy crazy girls in the whole school. I mean, that's one way of putting it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also describes Jessica too. But like. I was just going to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, she thinks stranger things have happened. And they certainly have in that town, in fairness. <laughs> Very true. And she wonders if Amy is just into Ken because it's football season and Ken is the captain. <laughs> Because she'll get extra attention as his girlfriend. These people are psychotic. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's she's worried about about Ken, and she thinks it's strange for me to be thinking this. But I sure hope Amy doesn't break <gasps> Ken's heart. Oh my god! <laughs> that sounds Karen. <laughs> I, I just want him to be okay protect yeah, Ken well, I know you're upset about this but can you read us out I guess go on bring yourself to do it are, <laughs> are Amy and Ken an item <gasps> son of a bitch find out in Sweet Valley High number 60 that fatal night oh by the way that fatal night is a classic also kind of a misnomer like oh, nobody actually died it's hurry that was one of <laughs> like pointing this out back in the day that it is the most inaccurately titled of all the books because it literally <laughs> is not a fatal night <laughs> no fatalities detected it is preposterous put it that way can't wait it's got a lot <laughs> of drama it's got some problematic uh Attitudes to uh, a specific disability. Just going to catch up now. Okay. Um, mm. But, uh, you, I mean, that'll be spoiled in the blurb. So uh, it also, 
As yet again, a very dubious, if I remember right, a dubious approach to medical science. Also typical oh, of Sweet Valley. Well, that wouldn't be for the first time in, in the series. Very much not. Um, so <laughs> speaking of uh, of medical science, how much uh, stats and outfits do we have? How many blonde, <laughs> blonde hair and uh, blue-green eye references? Well, okay, so the blue-green eyes only got one mention. Oh my which is God, this is... Not great. I know. But the blonde has got four, which is pretty good. Okay, that's back to... For lately. Yeah. Um, the outfits, oh. there wasn't a huge amount. At one point, Liz is like buttoning up a cream coloured skirt, which is so boring. Um, it's actually, yeah. Do you know what? The best outfit actually belongs to that awful fucking creep from the party, uh, Campbell Rochester. Rochester. Because uh, he rolls up to the party in a blue cotton cardigan and Madras shorts. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and as we established, Madras is that uh, very exciting kind of uh, like a checkered, like really colourful kind of checkered pattern. We <laughs> so did establish this. Um, into that. Very much. And uh, the um, the sweater that uh, Dominique decides to sell out for um, belonging to Courtney is it's a green sweater with a black border which does not sound nice at all no. so like it wasn't even a nice jumper that she kind of sold out for I it know. so yeah Courtney or do, do better Dominique, Dominique. like I think yeah. it could be a silk blouse you would imagine that would be at least a silk pants or something oh that's true yeah I mean we could go with your silk pants <laughs> can't be a sweet valley high book these days without at least one silken garment True. Yeah. Uh, so, listeners, uh, what did you think of In Love Again? Uh, <laughs> do you share our reformed views on Jeffrey? Did uh, Did you feel that the uh, questions in the College Bowl were surprisingly ridiculous? <laughs> did you have a battle of the schools? For all we know, this is a uh, common practice. There you go, yeah. Well, you know where to find us because we always love hearing from you. Um, so do please keep keep sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, we um, we actually did hear from Kirsten Hansen, who knows all about the real life Anacapa Island. Oh my God, that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actual facts, unbelievable. Apparently, it is not a uh, tropical uh, a tropical paradise. It is mostly a rock covered in bird poop. But apparently, those uh, those uh, those islands don't have. Um, they're not tropical, but they have miniature foxes. Holy shit! Like, I mean, where were the miniature foxes? Like, well, I can't believe we didn't get to see any of that. Well, as Kirsten said in her mail, I feel that the ghostwriter missed out on an excellent opportunity to show Winston matching wits with a miniature fox and Jessica stranded <laughs> on a bird poop covered barren rock. Yes. This is true. We've all been robbed of that experience. I know. Yeah. I can't believe like, miniature foxes. I would wait for that to a bear. I'm just big time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yes, do keep sharing your thoughts if you know any more about the real life flora and fauna in the Sweet Valley area. You can, of course, find us at Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can uh, check out the, the latest offerings from the, the stable at HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff. And on that, we will have to leave you uh, getting a bit worried about old Ken Matthews, perhaps. I'm very concerned, I will say. <laughs> I'm not a bit happy about any of this. <laughs> I mean, none of us are, but especially you. This is going to be a tough, tough fortnight for Karen. Waiting yeah. to see what happens. I'm not happy. Well, you maybe you won't be too, listeners, when you find out 
what happens to Ken Matthews on that fatal night. See you then, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.